Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I am your host, Melitza Yelenich, and uh, tonight we have a topic that is called Relationships That Work For You. Uh, so... Two friends of mine that are very dear to me, Julia and Anthony, are on tonight. And I've only been asking Anthony to be on this show since like July when I had a dream about him. And he shied away and he, and he was going to come on and he shied away and he kept running away and coming back. And so finally I can, you know, got him to kind of to coerce him in, um, which was cool. And he finally agreed to come on with Julia, which is great. So he's not... Not too, not too shy of me tonight. That's awesome. Thank you for that, Anthony. And so before I get um, too started, I'm going to let you guys know if this is your very first show on The Pleasure Zone, um, this can be adult content. However, I do know people who allow their children to listen to this show. And so that's just a choice. Just know that there tends to be adult content on here. Um, and also, um, before we get too started, too, uh, if you've never listened to this show before and you're wondering, um, what am I talking about? What is this all about? You know, you might have heard the intro come in about um, having more comfort with your bodies and um, relationship to your body. And um, so what I actually uh, offer in my everyday life and living is that I work on bodies with a type of somatic body work called the mitzvah technique, um, which is a gentle body work that aligns the spine through movement. And I've also been studying different energy works for like over 20 years, and I incorporate a lot of that into the work I do. And one of my uh, very, very favorite things uh, to offer to bodies is the bars, which is um, a type of work from Access Consciousness. And I encourage you to check out the website or check out YouTube and look up the bars. There's a lot of great information on YouTube on that. And the two people that are on with me tonight are certified facilitators of access consciousness as well as BARS facilitators as well. So uh, I welcome Julia Sotis, who is a young entrepreneur. I say young because like it blows my mind that in this embodiment, what she's actually created um, in uh, such a short period of time. And also uh, Anthony Mattis, who's also a certified facilitator and also a chiropractor. So he's got... You know, from the very um, scientific method with chiropractic to the very energetic methods with access consciousness. And I'm so, so pleased to have both of you guys on tonight. And, um, and all of, uh, all of the reasons that I actually chose you guys to be on is that I love what you guys are creating, um, together in a relationship. And, um, so my first inkling was to ask you guys to talk about the elements of intimacy. So when I proposed that and, um, and Anthony was like, I'd like to talk about relationships that work for you, or at least through Julia, I got the information on that. So um, I want to welcome you guys. Hi, Julia. Hi. Thanks for having me on, Melissa. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Thanks for having me. 
<laughs> cool. So Julia's been on this show before. If you guys uh, have listened to this show before, you've um, you may have heard a few episodes with her on here uh, before. Uh, usually we get talking nonsense, but it feels like tonight we might actually be talking something serious because it's relationships that work for you and that's really serious business, right? Like that can't be fun. That's really, really serious. You know, it's really difficult. It's a lot of work and we just want to be here to support those of you who are suffering through it. That's really <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> it's tough stuff. I hear people no. talk about that a lot, right? People talk mm-hmm. about relationships or work. Like, what is your point of view on that? That makes me feel so heavy, and it just—it just seems like such a lie to me. I—I have an incredible relationship with Anthony and so far we haven't had to work <laughs> and I just I, I've always heard I've always heard people say that and it's just that really strange and heavy in my world it's like if um if you're gonna be with somebody it should make your life 10 times greater that's you know my sister said Julia what's a relationship to you what is what is like what is it and I said well I will not choose a relate I I, I said if I'm looking at a relationship, I'll go, what can this person contribute to my life that I didn't have in it? Because she was trying to get it right and see, if, you know, who liked her and, who, you know, whether feelings were mutual. And I said, you can have anybody you'd like if you really, truly want them deep down. But the way that you know you truly want them is you ask, like, what can they contribute to my life that I wouldn't be able to have without them? So that shouldn't be work. A relationship should be a gift. Yeah, and it can be. Anthony, yeah. what's your point of view on that? Relationships are work. Well, my point. Well, my point of view is the reason why people may feel like it's work is because relationships do require both people's willingness to be vulnerable in the relationship, and you have to be willing to come to the the relationship as the open wound and being willing to receive everything. That's the good, the bad, and the ugly (laughs) of all of it, not just the honeymoon part of it, you know, and and the romance, but all of it. And so the part that is perceived as work from people is, is, is the ugly parts of that may show up in a relationship from time to time. And because, you know, everybody's got a past, everybody's got a history. I have a little bit more of a history than Julia because I'm a little bit older than she is. But, you know, with with that, as long as both parties are willing to be vulnerable, which is to receive everything that the relationship has to offer, the good, the bad, and the ugly, then it doesn't become work at all. It's like, oh, okay, what's this? Okay, this is something that we need to maybe, you know, let's talk about this or let's facilitate each other through through this particular area because I may feel stuck. That doesn't feel like work to me, and I know it doesn't feel like work to Julia, but, like, let's say this reality's point of view is, like, yeah, if you have to sit there and look at the ugly things and stuff, and it, it, like, for some people, because it's, it's so difficult, that part of it feels like work to them. And, and I think that they, can I just add something? I think that they don't, that people who have that point of view don't see that, looking at things, like looking at what's not working as a wonderful gift to improve and to never have to go through that again and to have a better life, they, you know, would look at it as a, as a oh, I'm so ugly. But I think the gift that Anthony and I 
have as a couple is that we don't judge ourselves that much and we both don't, which is pretty cool. Like we we're, we want to see where we're ugly and sometimes we judge the ugly for a, a little bit, but not really and not for very long. There's actually two things that came up that I'd like to talk to you guys about because there's something, uh, Anthony, that you said about the open wound. And on this um, show, actually in over a year and a half, it's not something we've talked about. Um, And the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about, and now it's left my awareness. um, Oh, this, it's more like, um, so when you were talking about in this reality, you know, people discussing things or sitting down and having the, like discussions about what works for you in this relationship, what's working, what isn't working. It's like things that people might have the point of view that that's work. I wonder if it is that it's kind of like to me, like if you're digging a hole with your fingernail and you're trying to like dig a hole that you're going to build a house on, how much effort is that going to be? But if you had the bulldozer, that tool that would be like a bulldozer to clear things for you, how much easier could that be? So is it that yeah. there's like a lack of tools, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're lucky. Time. Well, we have the good lack tools. Of tools. Yeah. But also you have to have the willingness, though, too. It, without the willingness, because what I found, you know, in watching relationships is like it, it, you rarely ever see two people uh, that are willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, to utilize the tools. There's always like one out of the two that's maybe finding something that's out there that, you know, provides really good tools to make the relationship better, but the other one's not interested. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's always lopsided. So both people have to be willing to use whatever tools they have available to them at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't, it's like, I really look at it as 10 times greater. And like with the looking at things, like Anthony has had to teach me because I grew up in a house where we, it wasn't like a quiet house, we were very happy people, but it's like it's like things were swept under the rug. Like you don't just bring everything up, look at it, change it, and let it go forever. And that's what Anthony does. And at first I'd be like, "What are you doing to me? Like, stop! Why do you? Why are you trying to get in there? I you, I do not want you to see that." And I would fight him. And we did have some pretty decent. It's like actually the the longer the the more time we spent together less we fought I think because I'm used to it now and I know that he actually wants to facilitate me but at first it was like it was like like what do you like I, I was mean I was like what are you trying to get at and and now it's like when that stuff comes up I'm you know he's basically he has facilitated me so amazingly time and time again that I totally trust his point of view so that's awesome and I'm do you trust you, right, in knowing that you can be vulnerable? Like, how many people don't even yeah. trust themselves enough to be vulnerable? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, a scary, it's scary. Well, this reality teaches you that vulnerability is an unsafe place to be, an unsafe place to go. And that's what I love about the tools with access, because even if you can't have a dialogue with your the person that you're in relationship with, what I love about the tools is it's not just about verbal facilitation. It's not like I'm sitting there counseling Julie or anything like that. With the tools of access, we just ask each other questions. So it's more of like an inquiry. And and from mm. my point of view, it's like an inquiry to to gain awareness to what's going on in, in Julia's world 
So not that I can fix anything or change anything per se, but so I actually just have an awareness of what else is possible and what else can we create together that we haven't even considered yet. But if I don't have information because I'm getting bits and pieces because the other person is unwilling to to give me all the information that I require, then it makes it very difficult. And then you start forming conclusions and filling in the gaps. And we all know that we can fill gaps in from our insanity, you know? So instead of just doing that and filling in gaps, why not ask that person more questions that you're in relationship with so you just simply have more information, so you have more awareness and you have more choices. With more choices, there's more possibility. And then when the verbal stuff no longer, like I don't want to use the word effective, but it's, when you know that that's not working, that's when I love the fact that Access has the hands-on tools, like the bars or a body process, or ESB, which is energetic being. And sometimes we'll just do that with each other. We'll be like, okay, let's just keep our mouth shut. Let's run each other's bars. And then before you know it, after watching like Cinderella or something like that, you know, ten or eleven times. But, you know, but you never know with the hands-on stuff, though, it really does eliminate or dissolve those errors where you've been locked for probably, you know, multiple lifetimes or at least your whole life for that matter. That And those those things may have been the thing that got in the way in, of those other relationships. So that's what I love about the bars and the energy work, too, because it really does um, dissolve those places that you're, you know, where you have those limitations that do get in the way in having a relationship that works. Wouldn't it be interesting to watch, uh, just as an experiment, I'd be curious to see um, relationships that people have been saying that they've been struggling in, like um, couples that are, you know, on the verge of divorce. And I wonder what could possibly change for them, even if they're still choosing to divorce, what could possibly change for them if they chose to run each other's bars before... Yeah, so bars can change a lot. So for anybody listening to this show, I knew it's kind of funny and bizarre. We don't actually talk about the bars a lot on this show. So why don't we today? You know, we talk about everything else, like penises and vaginas all the time. The bars, no, that's just like, wow, that's obscure. So the the bars is an amazing energy tool that uh, you can learn. Like, it's everywhere in the world. So um, check out accessconsciousness.com. You can find... um, we can talk about bars, but it's the ones we drink, and that's the comments in the back room. So we we can talk about those too. So you can get your bars run. Like if you are kind of going through something in a relationship, and you know you're listening to Anthony and Julia go, yeah, yeah, well that's them, and you yeah, know that's what they can do because they have these tools and they've run each other's bars, whatever the heck those bars are. Like, would you be willing to go try that out and see what that could do for you? So when yeah, we come back from know. oh. Oh, break. Whoops, yeah, break. No, we're going to have a break. So when we come back from break, I'll let Julia say whatever she was going to say, and then we're going to go explore some other areas of relationships that can actually work for you. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, 
you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and tonight my guest is Anthony Mattis, actually Dr. Anthony Mattis, and Julia Sotis. Doctor not yet, but could be soon, who knows. So <laughs> before we went to a break, Julia, what was uh, coming up for you? Oh, damn, now I can't remember. <laughs> oh, we were talking about, we were kind of talking about the bars, um, you know, facilitating uh, each other in relationship using tools. I don't know if that's true. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was just going to say that I'm not willing to, like, I'm truly not willing to be in a relationship if it's not going to make my life far greater. And that's not that I'm against relationships or I think that every relationship should be perfect, but it's like if there's if there's an inkling in your mind or somewhere where it's like this is only temporary or this doesn't really work in this area and you're cutting parts of you off to be in the relationship, it's like you shouldn't be in that relationship, which actually leaves very few relationships left. But um, I got to the place before I met Anthony where I was like, I am, I, I mean, I wanted to get married. I wanted to have kids. I wanted to live the perfect utopian life. And from there, I could not create what I have now. It was only until I finally got to the space where I was like, I am totally fine being single and not having a family. You know, I'm totally fine being single for the rest of my life. And I was happy with that. Like, I didn't feel lonely. I had a full sense of self and a full sense of happiness. And there wasn't one part of me that wanted for a relationship. And it was only from that sense of self and confidence that I was actually able to create the relationship that I have now. And it wouldn't be possible without that level of, you know, just trust in me. 
so that's 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 my relationship recommendation <laughs> oh yeah so that the trust you that's like a that's one of the key tools with uh, one of the five elements of intimacy is that trust and part of that's that trust you for uh, Anthony, for you, what um, what is it that uh, for you allowed you to actually um, choose relationship again? And you can give a little backstory if you like or not or whatever. Yeah. Well, geez, goodness, you know, I got to the point where I was, you know, I'm a single father raising three kids now. Um, you know, my wife, uh, who I was with for ten years, and uh, she had uh, manic depression, also known as bipolar disorder. So she. She committed suicide, um, obviously, at the end of our relationship and um, left me with three amazing children. And it was something that kind of came out of the clear blue sky. I mean, she completely went psychotic, thought she was demon-possessed, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, she she was brilliant, bright, and beautiful, but she did have this this mental disorder. We did whatever we could to to keep her sane and stable. uh, But obviously the tools that we had at the time, this is all before access consciousness, um, weren't strong enough to uh, keep her from at least killing herself and giving her hope and possibility for whatever else whatever else could have been possible for her. So anyway, so when she passed, I, I you know, I realized that I sort of had this had this knack or tendency to attract women that you know, they had issues, you know, there, there, there was, an, it was sort of a neediness on a certain level where, you know, for whatever reason that, that if I, if I filled the gap that somehow they wouldn't leave, you know, so there's a lot of minds, not that I thought about that consciously, this is all unconscious, of course, but I had to be willing to look at the patterns of relationships or the patterns of women that I attracted in my life, even before my wife. And it was always a sort of underlying theme. And, and what I realized, and Gary talks about it, he's like, you know, if you do want to be in relationship, you know, make a list and write down all the qualities, characteristics, and attributes of of what you'd like to have, you know, all the all the good stuff. But also make a column of the things that you don't want <laughs> because a lot of people fail to list the things they don't want. So you may attract somebody that has all the things you want, but then... They also come along and have these all these other things. And so what I found was I was spending so much time and energy in sort of uh, encapsulating the mental illness, keeping it from her going um, insane. You know, uh, how much alcohol did she drink? How much caffeine did she consume? And instead of creating my own life, I was creating my children's and my wife's life from the standpoint of like just really maintaining her stability. And it was exhausting. And, you know, defense to my wife, you know, eight out of the 10 years were great. (laughs) The other two were bad because those were the times where she had those episodes. So when she passed away, it was sort of like, it was like a do over, but it needed, I needed to give myself a lot of time. It's been almost five years now. I needed to give myself time to really work on me and start to create my life. And and when I found Access Consciousness, um, at first I was kind of looking for that utopian ideal because I'm like, like I still believe in that that magic person, you know. And and my wife was magical in so many ways, um, but it wasn't long lasting, obviously, because of the illness. And then with working with Access, all of that started to dissolve, and I'm like, oh my god, and 
and I'm like, maybe I was holding on to some dream that's not even possible. And so it took me a long time. I didn't really start dating anybody until about three years after she had passed away. And then I was kind of considering, considering, but I learned a lot about myself and my delusions with romance and all that, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, like Julia, I got to the point in my life where I kind of gave up on the idea of even considering relationship. And sort of now, you know, Julia came along. We met over a year ago, but we didn't really start seeing each other until about four months ago. But, you know, utilizing the tools with, with access, it's like, to me, that's the key, it's the key because, and everything else I've learned up till now, too. And it's like what I've learned was that I know what makes relationships work even though I kind of went through hell with my wife, you know, later on in our relationship, our marriage was better 10 years later than it was even when we first met each other. And the reason being was because we were willing to do whatever it took to make the relationship better. So whatever tools we had at the time, we utilized them to our full advantage. Unfortunately, the pathology came in and, and it did its thing and then she made a choice. So, but both people have to be willing to do, I don't want to use the word whatever it takes, but whatever tools they have available to them, they need to both be willing to do that. And they also have to, this is my point of view, this part right here, but they also have to have a common, not a common goal necessarily, it's sort of like some people have religion, right? So, you know, like a common cause greater than themselves. You know, with access, like the cause is consciousness, right? Greater consciousness creating a, a greater reality beyond this reality, right? So for other people, it could be their religion, you know, and other people could be, I don't know, a power greater than themselves. I don't, you know, whatever it is for people. But if there's not something greater than your own self, then that also kind of becomes a problem in relationships too. And then this is from my interesting point of view. So I went through hell with my wife in the first half of our relationship but once the relationship became about something greater than ourselves, then it was, like, amazing. And and then when it started to become great, she started getting sick again, unfortunately. So, but, but to me, that's one of the key ingredients, too, is both people have to be willing, kind of like to play the same game, <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I see relationships, and, and, and so in, with Julia, it's awesome. Even though there was so much resistance in the beginning... You know, I have my own resistance that I express, but it's a little bit different than her resistance. It, it was like within 15 to 20 minutes of her resistance, she's like, okay, well, what is this? Who am I being right now? I'm not even being myself. Oh, this is sort of like a pattern that one of my relatives has. You know, this is something that I've, I've learned and I've watched people in my family do. This is not even me. This is not even who I am. So that's very rare. Some people take 15, 20 years. They have to go to counseling just to get themselves to look at some of their behavioral patterns that don't make the relationship work. Whereas like Julia was like, within 20 minutes of like whatever issue came up, it was like she was willing to look at it and change it. You know, for me, it was a little bit different. Like I came from a place of like not trusting women. And, um, and, and, you know, the biggest thing with, with my wife, especially when you're dealing with mental illnesses, it's like that it changes the personality. So everything you think the relationship is, when they're in an episode, all that shit goes away. <laughs> it totally disappears. They become a different person. And the, and the biggest thing, obviously, with this last round with my wife was like, she's like, I'm not going anywhere. She said that to me and the children. And, you know, she left. 
<laughs> so it's like my issue with women, not issue, is the pattern that I have is women eventually leave. Mm-hmm. So when women start to get too close to me, it's like, okay, when's the ball going to drop? You know what I mean? It's like, do they have a back door open? So then all these thoughts of paranoia and lack of trust start coming in. And I have to be aware of that. And and I have to be willing, you know, my point of view is I share that. Some people's point of view is like, you don't tell the other person that you have these crazy thoughts going on. That's I don't have that point of view because if I start acting funny and I don't communicate why I'm acting funny, then how is that person going to know? Then they're going to start to fill in the gaps. So that's kind of a long answer to your question. But, um, it's a great answer because you, know, you know how many women are listening right now and they're like, what's going on in a man's brain? But you're actually saying a lot of what's going on in a man's brain that a lot of men aren't actually vocalizing or energetically even communicating. They're like shutting that information even off from themselves. So how much awareness are you actually gifting to people right now? So I just want to thank you for that because it's, it is great yeah, information. And whether it's like mental illness or whatever, like sometimes we're in relationships, yes, it could be, a, you know, bipolar, be alcoholism, drug addiction, shopping addiction. There's so many things that can actually pull a person into insanity um, that can change their personality. Yep. And I just want to say to people, you know, your, your partner, whoever that is, they have to have the willingness to, you know, <clears throat> commit to something greater than themselves, whatever the hell that is, and be willing to look at their own shit. Because if they're not, they're going to be married to the issue that they got going on, whether it's, like you said, really, so, you know, sex addiction, drug addiction, um, whatever, or just, you know, just whatever it is, it's, it's not going to change. And you're going to be the one who's always fighting to keep the relationship alive. And that's just not fun. Relationships are supposed to be fun. And like Julia said at the beginning of the call, if it doesn't make your life ten times greater, then get out because it's not going to change. It's not going to change unless that person has the willingness to change. Yeah. Which means it will never change. <laughs> exactly. And what if there's tools? So what if you, like essentially you guys are talking about like an issue comes up in the willingness to look at it. Like, So what if it all really, it does start with you. So if you are having an uh, if issue, you know, if issues are coming in a relationship all the time, would you be willing to look at, you know, what contribution are you to actually creating that? You know, where are you playing a role in this? Like, are you instigating yeah. insanities? Are you contributing to people being pissed off at you because you're, you know, playing the same pattern? Are you willing to switch your patterns so that they don't have to keep on you know, reacting to you in the same way. Sometimes you switching your that's pattern it. will have everything change, right? That's a yeah. really, really, really good point. Like I have had to literally look at some of the things that I do and choose that I thought were holy and good about me where they were not, they were really hurting people and like completely go from one side of the football field to the other side because I realized that something I was 100% set on and 100% sure about was actually totally um, terrorizing. It's like you have to be willing to take your point of view all the way from A to Z. Totally. So, guys, we're going to go to break now, and when we come back, we will talk more about changing your points of view and what contribution that can be to having a greater and more fun and expansive relationship and some tools to do that. Awesome. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melita Malinich. And just before we went to break, we were going to talk to you guys about some tips and tools, um, for essentially for creating more awareness for you so that if you are in a relationship that you feel is not working for you and you're in one of those relationships that, you know, Julie and Anthony are talking about, if if you're in a relationship, it can. And how great would it be if all relationships we choose uh, would actually add to our life and expand it 10 times to be 10 times greater than it already is. So if we're not choosing that, what is it that we can be choosing? And what are some tools that um, we can share with people today, guys, that to to allow them to perceive the energy maybe even, you know, before they go into the crazy making in their head or if they've already got to the crazy making in their head, um, what they can do to kind of get out of it. So. I'll let either of you go first on that, whoever feels inspired. Mm, the crazy making? Yeah. Mm. Well, I uh can you can you like say a little bit more? Yeah, so you know like sometimes in relationships people will go into um I'm trying to I'll, I'll give you an example from my last relationship because I don't really have one from this one. Um, so in the last relationship, the crazy making would go, um, for example, my ex was, uh, an alcoholic, um, 
and and he was on all kinds of uh, medications that were you know prescribed. So you know he was okay with that. So the crazy making would come up. For example, I would be aware of something, like hmm, he's been drinking and he's lying about it. So and then I would go crazy making in my head, going, oh, I must be wrong. There's got to be something wrong with me. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. And he would say something like, well what's wrong with you? You always think I'm drinking. And I'm like, oh yeah, there must be something wrong with me. I'd have these like things running in my head that would actually be like driving me crazy. That's what I mean by the crazy making, some of the lies we buy and stuff like that, that keep us like perpetually choosing something that's not working for us. Does that make more sense? Got it. Yeah. So like what we would sort of, I guess it's kind of what Anthony and I refer to as filling in the gaps. Yeah. The worst possible scenario. Right. That comes from our most insane devil mind. <laughs> and that's what we create our relationship out of. Yeah. yeah. Like, at the beginning, when I first started seeing Anthony, I was sure that I just couldn't believe that he was actually really interested in me. Like, I thought he was sort of interested in me, but interested in a lot of other people, because sort of my insane mind, and I didn't want to believe it either. But it's like, he was really honest with me, and really vulnerable with his feelings, and he sat me down and he said, like, I hate you, I want to be with you. And it's like, even though I knew that before, it was like my mind tried to fill in every single slot with the worst case scenario. And and um, it's, I'm just so grateful to be with somebody who's actually willing to look at the blanks and fill them in with the correct information and not leave anything out. But I think that you you don't necessarily have to have a partner who does that. Um, if you're willing to be the more conscious one in the relationship, um, all you have to do is is be willing to be that honest with yourself and ask them for the information and be honest with your caring for them or, or your frustration with them or whatever that may be. Really good or bad, either way, it's a vulnerable situation. Yeah, for sure. Anthony, do you have any um, insights yeah. into well, what you I mean, use? That's yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I've done that insanity my whole entire life, and a lot of it is me filling in the gaps of, 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 you know, things that they might be doing, and almost going to a place or a state of just constant accusation. And I'm just, ba- I'm doing it based on past relationships, and then what you end up doing is you, you project into the future based on past experiences because you're glumping all those other relationships into this new one. So you don't even, like, give this new relationship a chance because you're filling in the gaps um, based on other other relationships. And so definitely not a good choice. And, you know, even with regards to Julia, you know, I've done a lot of that too. And it's a great clearing for that is, like, you know, what invention are you using to create the upset <coughs> you are? And um, I don't know if your people know about clearings and all that, but anyway. Yep, so, they do. And so we can um, clear on that, unless they're new, and then you can look it up on theclearingstatement.com. Go ahead, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that, that, that's like a big thing, too. And then, and then what you were talking about as well as um, also making yourself wrong, too. I mean, like when I know when my wife was alive dealing with a mental illness, you know, even when she was sick in the middle of the episode, there were things that she said about me and about my personality, about the things that I did. They were true. They were very true. And But for what 
the part that was true and the parts that were lie, the lot, like the lie behind it was, was sort of like the illness and the way she reacted to the things that were true. But because of the way that I am, I actually had a, I made myself way more wrong than I should have. It was sort of like the punishment didn't fit the crime. It didn't mm-hmm. make sense. But I also had the willingness to look at my part, even though she was in an episode. This was like early in our marriage. She was still alive. I still had to look at my part because the things that you were saying were true, but then there were some lies sort of like associated in that as well. So you have to be careful not to make yourself wrong or the bad person. If you are in a relationship where that person is got some major issues going on, you have to realize that that's their issues. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. They were definitely carrying out those issues before you, during you, and if they move on to someone else, the same shit's going to show up somewhere else because it's like weeds. If you're not willing to look at your shit, the stuff's going to come back like like weeds do in your garden. So um, I think I sort of answered that from both perspectives, like where I fill in the gaps about what they're doing. That's my insanity, or they're not really doing it, but I think they're doing it. And then also where I make myself wrong mixed into their insane world. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I do get that. Not easy. But you have to get to the point where you trust you at, in the end. So Trusting you is huge because even when you are asking questions and you receive information or awareness, it's trusting that the awareness that you're receiving is congruent with the question that you're asking and then following whatever that energy is. So um, for me, uh, one of the things that I have been using a lot of is the like, what is this? like what is this energy that's coming up here in me you know and sometimes it's like oh that's like oh it's shame or blame or when then i'm like oh okay then i can acknowledge that's a distractor implant okay and then i go from there right so those like four questions i love those four questions like what is this what can i do with it can it change and what can i do to change it thing is like you don't always have the information show up immediately right so ask right. and just see where it goes. That that one for me has assisted me a lot, like in um, having more ease even in my relationship now, which is, is like you guys are talking about ease in relationship and people talk about work and um, I don't know, this is, it's been the most fun, easy and almost, and at times I'm like, wow, is this too easy? This got to be too easy. Should I be creating a problem here? Because people say if you're not arguing, there's an issue because then you're just, you're avoiding um, really being yourself, like, and I'm like, am I? So it's really funny because sometimes <laughs> even when things are easeful, we'll, you know, choose that there's got to be a wrongness in them because, you know, everybody says that if you're in a really good relationship, it's going to bring stuff up in your world and you're going to be, um, you know, in crazy making sometimes. So what if it's actually okay if you're having ease-filled relationship that's fun and you're having awareness and you're not shitting on each other, like, it's okay. Right. So some some people yeah. will look for problems, right? To get and out. A really good, a good, <laughs> so true. And I think that a really, a, there's two really amazing things that you said in there. Um, uh, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, said relationships, people design their relationships in order to make sure that they can leave. They design them so that there for sure is always a way out. And some of our outs are, you know, not trusting yourself or jealousy, but it does, none of it matters because the point is that most people are looking for a way out. 
And so you have to look at it and go, am I looking for a way out? And I know at the beginning with Anthony, I was looking for a way out because every relationship I'd been in, I was looking for an out. It was just an automatic response system. It's just sort of the way things work on this planet. Um, and, and and most people are like that. Anthony, I don't think, is totally like that. Maybe you're, he seems kind of different. He's a very committal person. Um, but but for me, I was looking for a way out, and um, we have these little autoresponders and these things that come up, and, and it was at the beginning a lot of, like, a presence and really looking at things. And the other thing I wanted to touch on was what you said before about trusting yourself. It was like I thought that trusting myself even was holding on to these points of view and judgments of myself, um, like, in terms of, Actually, not judgments, like making my judgments right. Like, you know, Anthony would sort of bring something up and I'd say, no, it's not that way. And it was just sort of this point of view in the back of my head that men are wrong and they're trying to stop me. He was actually just kindly trying to bring up something that I was doing that really was not the best way to go about things. And so I actually had to trust myself to trust him to know that what he, and it's not that I like necessarily put all my faith in his hands and necessarily always trusted him, but it was like I had to put my I had to be willing to give up control and mm. actually look at what he was trying to offer me. I like that. Sometimes it's giving up control actually gives you a lot more sense of um, things being in control in a way, in some backwards way. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, now I'm more at ease because oh, I can actually perceive where things are going. I wanted to say something. Just like something keeps coming up for me that I find is really funny. Um, it's like this energy that keeps showing up, so I won't address it. Is like I can hear people that are listening. I know in the background, in the future, going, yeah, well, they're only together for four months. Blah. They're in the honeymoon phase. I want to address something on that. These guys are working with tools that work, whether you're in a relationship for 25 years or 10 years. And like, if you have been in one for 20, you know, five, 30 years, and you know, you're not happy, you know, maybe some tools could work for you. Having some tools from any kind of method that actually contributes to you can work. And these guys are using access consciousness tools that work for them. I just want to say it's not about the amount of time you've been together. It's what you're willing to do and be together in that moment. Yeah. Cool. And I know that, that like whether the relationship continues for, you know, four more months or 40 more years, it's not really the point. It's like, the point is that we are actually willing to trust ourselves in or out of the relationship. And I don't, with Anthony, he's the first person I've ever been with where I don't have that inkling somewhere, even if it's far away and I squash it down and bury it under my bed. I don't anywhere have that inkling of, um, you know, it's not going to work eventually. I don't have that anywhere with every other relationship I did. And it's like, the more honest I'm willing to be with myself, the more I realize that that like it truly isn't there, and I don't need to look for back doors or problems. So the point isn't really how long we've been together or how long we will be together. It's the point is more like how honest are we? Are you being with yourself? Are we being with ourselves? And what are we? What are we willing to to create in or out of the relationship? Yeah. We we had a comment in the back. Um, 
And I don't know if you guys are on, I don't think you guys are in the chat room, but there's um, there was some comments in here that, um, so it's from a person that we know, but I won't name her name just in case this is private. So she says, so often I'm aware of something in my relationship, but then I go to conclusion instead of asking more questions. So then when I bring it up with my husband, it's all twisted up, although I know that I'm aware of something. Oh, So how much do we can make? Can I speak to that? <laughs> yes, go ahead. <laughs> It's so true, though. It's like, it's like even, I have so much, I mean, in that, you guys wouldn't know because I do radio shows and calls and stuff, but in my regular life sometimes, I have so much trouble expressing what I mean because what I mean is this huge awareness that doesn't make sense to most people. And even with people who it does make sense to, I'm so used to, it's almost like it would be like uh, like an autism or, um, you know, how when, when autistic children are touched, they, they don't like to be touched because they get such a download of, like, universes of awareness. That's how I get my awareness. And so trying to, like, put that in, into the smallness of human language and articulate that to somebody is something that's really difficult for me. And the only time I'm really good at it, um, I'm getting a lot better. I'm really good at it when I'm really comfortable or I'm facilitating and everybody's really listening to what I have to say. But when they're not or there's a judgment in the other person's world, it's incredibly hard for me to articulate myself because I look at their judgment and I just completely lose my words and look like an idiot. And and so that's something that I've really struggled with. I'm not even sure if I have an anecdote for it. It's just like, I don't know, put your barriers down. Maybe you, I have a you question for it. Anthony. Yeah. I have a question for it. It's like, what if we didn't make um, verbal communication so valuable is so that we could actually perceive the energy behind what people would like to communicate with us? So what if we didn't have the perfect words, but we could perceive what each other is really desiring to communicate? And if that is like the download of a million universes all at once, like what if we would be willing to to choose to step into that space with them and perceive all of that energy? Um, and what if they didn't have to communicate it where it gets all flustered and confused? Mm, that's yeah. Really um, well, you know, there's, to, well, yeah, and, and I, I like that. And what I was going to say, too, is you have to be aware of what your partner's able and willing to receive. You know, mm-hmm. there's a willingness, but there's also an, an able to receive, too. So, you know, if you're stuttering and having a hard time communicating, how much of that is just really just being aware that he's probably not going to be able to receive a a certain percentage of what it is that you want to communicate or at the level that you want to communicate it at. So you may have to sort of like spoon feed him a little bit at first. And if you do that, that could be easier for you to express yourself to him. And, you know, and there's this thing that, you know, a lot of people make fun of it and all that, but they have this thing called the, um, the five love languages and it's a free test you can take online but you know, I think it's important to know how your 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 partner um, enjoys communication or 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 is able to receive the way you care about them. So for many people, it's through touch, you know. So other people, it's through acts of service, and for some people, it's uh, I don't know, kind Gif- of words I think there's or like something gifts like that. And, yeah. 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 And I think that's really I think that's a cool little thing you can do that like. It'll take you 10 minutes to fill out this test and get your partner to do it. 
And that could change your whole relationship right there because you having a conversation with him, it may not work in his world. You know what I mean? But you going out yeah. and, you know, I don't know, making his lunch or something like that and ironing his clothes, that might be like, oh, she loves me, you know? And then he'll, totally. you know, but, but he needs to be aware of what, what you require too. And we're all so different, you know, and, and, um, and I don't know. So anyway, so I think that's a really cool idea. But, but the main thing is be aware of what they're willing and able to receive. And I think then, that's great. Um, yeah. That is, yeah, that is a, a really cool book, and I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It's a book and it's a tool. We have about two and a half minutes left, and I would love for you guys to introduce. Um, Anthony's got a call coming up in January that's for men only. I've invited a bunch of men on Facebook from Access, um, and a few people who are listeners to this show have heard a lot of Access stuff uh, onto your call. Um, so if you'd like to be invited to a men's only club with Anthony for some facilitation and exploration, um, and you'd like to contact me, I can invite you to that. Uh, or you can contact Anthony Mattis on Facebook as well. Can you guys give out your information of how to find you and just give a little information about your next coming uh, classes in the next minute and a half? Okay, Go, yeah, Anthony. Well, the men's call is, okay, the men's call is www.yourenotalone.com. So that's the website for that. And um, I guess you can find me on Facebook. So if you want to private message me or whatever, Feel free to do that. And uh, Julia, go ahead. Um, actually, yeah, I'm having a, re- a call I'm really excited about um, on December 4th. It's called Are You Willing to Be Demanded? Uh, because most of us, to, to, to create the life you like to create and to really have things flowing and moving, uh, you have to be willing to be demanded because there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with the life that you would like to create. And... And But we've decided that when we're that demanded, we'll have to give ourselves up. So I'm really looking forward to the call. We have about 45 people registered so far in about 10 countries around the world. And um, it's just a, a low-cost $20 call, and I'm really excited to discuss this with people. So that's next well, it's this Friday, actually. This Friday, your Gentleman's Club. So you got 15 seconds to talk about Gentleman's Club. <laughs> and I have a Gentleman's Club book club starting uh, December 7th. So um, you can actually just find me on the new Access Consciousness website. Awesome. I want to thank you guys for both being on with me today. I'm super grateful uh, for your awarenesses and contribution and uh, your bravery to come on and, like, talk about your relationship because this is, like, something that you guys have just literally brought up into the public so thank you for that thank you Melissa thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8pm Eastern Time 7pm Central 6pm Mountain and 5pm Pacific on A2Zen.fm we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body 